It's Sam Poe on the stand side before he had the second match. Before he lands in the lead by Havilland and goes on from Sam Poe. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of War Going Chasing. Today we're going to have a look back at Fairy House. It was a great weekend's racing and a lot of funny results too. But uh, a very good weekend's race. And then we're going to have a look ahead at Aintree. Um, myself and Killian will give our best bets at this stage. Um, what we fancy, I suppose. Um, but yeah, Killian, all three days at Fairy House, the attendances were up. Uh, there was a savage crowd there. I know you were there yourself on Saturday. Yeah. I was there uh, Saturday and today, Monday. But um, how did you get on over the weekend? Fucking bad. Bad. Not good. Yeah, it was a bloodbath now, to be honest. Um, yeah. It was it was a tricky, tricky weekend. Like I probably went the worst. The the trappiest card was was probably probably Saturday. It was it was tough, tough going now, all right. Um and then like a Sunday, I was at home Sunday, I sort of watching the watching the matches more than anything else. So got I managed to stay away from it a bit Sunday and then um uh, Monday as well, tough going, some some interesting results we'll touch on in a while. Um came up so um yeah it was a tough going now for punters i'd say uh, if you yeah. came out if you came out if you came out making a few quid the weekend you, you were doing very well i'd say yeah 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 certainly i know the the selections i put up uh not to be blowing my own trumpet but You're the selection <laughs> i am yeah yeah <laughs> they went very well and i had four four winners in a row there today and a nine to one place before a nine to one third but um 14 to 1, 7 to 1, 15 to 2 winner on, on Saturday. It was uh it was a very good weekend. But a, a lot of a lot of funny results. Um yeah. you know, oh, gosh, and yeah. even huge like 80 to 1, 100 to 1 places getting in second and third. Um today was there was a savage crowd there today. I think there was was there 16 or 17 thousand. Um there was a huge crowd. But uh a couple of things I noticed. Vaping, it's gone true. I tell you, if there's if something comes out and if vaping happens to be very bad for people, the whole place is screwed. Like, if you, at there was one stage today, the stand was packed and uh, there was people vaping in front of me and whatnot. And I just looked around. And the next thing I just said, right, I just look at, I just looked to stand, just looked across at the stand for about 30 seconds. And it, try it next time you're in a packed stand. And just every second, you just see a puff of a puff of vape going up in the air, and another place a puff of vape. It's just constant. Everybody is sucking out of these yokes, um. You know, but if there's, if down the line something comes out about it, I tell you, there's a lot of people affected. Yeah, I suppose. Look, if if, if there's someone had vaping beside you, um, like probably it, there's 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 different uh, flavors of it. Like so, the smell of it's better than smelling a fag, I suppose, for for people that, that are is, yeah, yeah, ingesting yeah. second second hand vape. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, it does. It certainly does. Move on. Uh, Saturday. This was the first weird result uh, of the weekend was Animix in the Hunter's Chase. Uh, Fern's luck, quite disappointing, but Animix looked like he could have been pulled up. Yeah, he was detached. <laughs> I, I wasn't really looking at him, to be honest. I, I seen him made a few bad jumps out of early on and he was, he was out the back and you'd assume that was the end of it. I thought it was sort of a match. 
when, when the two of them just strode on Ferns Lock and Billaway, you assume it's a match there. Ferns Lock was traveling well and then just, just completely emptied nearly like, and he, he didn't really make that many mistakes either. He, he missed, I think, was at the second or third last, but like he, he, he just completely emptied. And then this, this gray oak coming out from the clouds and uh, some, some ride from Charlie Mullins, he did well to keep persevering with him and he eventually got up and he, he won, he won cause enough, won by about five yeah. minutes, I'd say, yeah. But it's savage, even if you look back at the replay, like two yeah. out, three out, we'd say from about three out, if you watch him, he's a nice bit behind, but Charlie's never panicking. Like no. he's actually, he's actually quite comfortable being where he is. He knows he's got a bit of horse underneath him. Yeah. Um, and that run came out of nowhere really far in Um Yeah, it had. You know, but, um, like was, he, he showed he showed some very limited form in in hunters chases like he's he's beaten in two point points very easily and then beaten 16 lengths by Billaway and Nace and then beaten fell fell in Goran um fell at the last it says, it says here he was keeping on like maybe he he might have got up that day too um yeah there's yeah. much running from Goran from the bottom of the last but um like geez, yeah, he'd he'd some he'd some very very poor form really. Like um, in Hunter's Chase this year, it has it has come out in over. But I suppose there was one stage he he was was very highly rated horse. Like he's rated up in the one fifties, so like he'd a bit of back class as well. Yeah, but, um, yeah, a very weird result to start the weekend off. Yeah, and then that was quickly followed up with another very weird result. Um, Alagor de Vassi five to two one or something there thereabouts being bet by Insta. You know where did that come from? I don't know. I don't know, like, because Instit was beaten. Now, uh, it was probably the worst round of jumping I ever seen. Uh, it was her and Tell Me Something Girl in, in Nace. I was there that day. It was, I think it was the day of the Lawlers. Um, and, like, there was, it was horrendous. You're gone. You have to put on, oh, no, you're no, back again. Now, um, but the two of them, they were taking turns, making mistakes at every fence. And they were horrendous, the two of them. And then even then, like she she won it, won it, won her um beginner's chase and then went and, and was behind Tell Me Something Girl again and Brides Hill beat 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 her by eight lengths. Then like um so I'd say connections of Brides Hill probably a bit sick that they went for the grade one um instead of instead of going going to this. And they probably thought Allegor de Vassi had had their number um from from the the previous run in was it Thurlis or um Yeah. Yeah, the previous run in Thurlis. Um, but like she was she was pulled up in the grade one yesterday. Um, so like it was probably probably they probably shot shot too high there. But um yeah, Allegor de Vassi very disappointing and like did jumped jumped well enough too. Like she wasn't really she normally jumps right and he, she was oh, her jumping was always fine. It was like, yeah. They, no, people made people made a much bigger deal of it than it ever was. I know it was it was horrendous. A it couple wasn't. Of days. Um, it wasn't. But yeah, she she's she's obviously just suffering the effects from Cheltenham there. Like she'd she'd tw- rated twenty pounds higher than Instant and was only given a rate, so she should have been twelve well in. So she's severely underperformed. Um, yeah. Really. Um. So. And that 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 turned into a common team throughout the weekend. It and has, those yeah. horses who had a yeah. tough race at Cheltenham. Yeah. Uh, you know, didn't didn't reproduce. It was too close. Mm. And next year, actually, uh, it's going to be another week closer. I think it's almost it's only a week or two after uh, Cheltenham, the Fairy House Festival is starting in March. Um, because All right. Easter, Easter has fallen quite early next year. Yeah. Um, you know, so I'd say you could possibly expect to see some owners maybe possibly holding horses back and picking up some soft prize money there at Fairy House because yeah. any horse who goes to Shelton won't be won't be up for it. Absolutely. Um moving on then from that, 
Um, we had Western Walk, and that was one that I said in the podcast here last week, and I put it up on the blog as well. Uh, back from 15 to 2 into 100 to 30, Michael O'Sullivan on board taking off five. Um, you know, he could have been putting on 10 or 15, he still would have won. Um, you know, that horse has shown serious improvement. Um, since he switched yards to Jonathan Sweeney and, and off for 277 days. Um, you know, came out one after a long break there at Navin and then followed that up uh very well um at Fairy House. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes next and how much he gets um off the handicapper. Michael O'Sullivan then on top of it, um, you know, he had he rode a treble, didn't he, at Cork the following day. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, had three rides for Willie Mullins and Rich Ritchie as well. Uh it'll be very interesting to follow his career and, and see where he ends up, but uh, you know, he's he's doing savage stuff there at the moment. Um, moving on from that, then risk bell in the in the Ribo grade A handicap hurdle, Killian. Yeah, um, I suppose Man Big Park first past the post there, and yeah, there was there was severe enough interference. Um, I think if you look at the head on, he just he just whipping his left hand for for the first sort of bump, and then he yeah. switched it over he to the right, and then they just bumped him again. So bumped bumped her again then so I think they, they had no choice really there um but yeah Riz Bell like she's obviously was very close to winning the Boodles and like Jazzy Matty completely bombed out then like so um it was it was interesting seeing sort of the contrast there between those two uh one I put up on the podcast Hortazu Dairy um for Rich Ritchie actually ran well uh beaten five and a half lengths I think like, I was sort of saying that like 128 was a bit steep but like the handicappers probably got it fairly spot on if it was any lower he'd he'd have been very close and he'd had a good chance of winning but I'd say watch out for him maybe um in 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 Punchestown as well and then Magner Glory as well ran ran a really good race for uh Terence O'Brien um I actually he was um he was off since. Since Lestole last September, um, he he won a Grade B handicap down there. Um, he actually met the owners after the race just outside the ring. Um, I heard the accent and I was like, uh, the <laughs> fellow I was with said that they they have to be the Terence O'Brien horse connections. They were just coming out of the ring and we started chatting to them anyway. And he was actually, he was actually over in Cheltenham, uh, to to run in the um in the county hurdle and ended up just being pulled out um the, the morning of that. But yeah, they were delighted with the run and they said um they, they hope to sort of get him back on, on better ground over the summer and maybe even Punchestown. But yeah. the race the race they races they'd like to win and be going back to the same sort of race in the stole again. Um okay. So, yeah okay. that was an interesting one for maybe keep an eye out on him. Very good. And then finally, um, on the Saturday, just briefly, Killian Tiger Bay Queen in the listed bumper, uh, 11 to 1, uh, won by about seven lengths. Very impressively. Yeah, it was it was very impressive and you wouldn't really have seen it coming. There was a lot of money for her. She was she was 50s overnight, so they they obviously really fancied her. She'd been off the track for... for was she that for, big? Yeah, she was off the track for 14 months and she was well beaten behind Mercury um, in, in, a, in a bumper in Goran Park last year and like she, she's won by seven lengths here, um, in a listed race, and like she only costs three grand. So and they've had they've had her since she was um, since she was a yearling, um. So like this is a very shrewd purchase there, um. Yeah, so, yeah. She she was she was very impressive. I think the the one sort of back the field to take out of it was probably theatre native. Um, I know she she cost she cost a night, but she fell at the last in a point to point, um. So I think she like it's. She she probably didn't get did a very clear passage, um. So she might be one to take out of it. Maybe going over hurdles next season then as well. Okay, um, and then moving on to Sunday, 
just continuing um, when I suppose Ashro Diamond uh, was quite a worthy winner but uh, continuing the team of weird results and Cheltenham horses not performing we had uh, what could have been 66 to 1 in second pink in the park 80 to 1 in third um, and then like you know some that were at the top of the market there Magical Zoe was beating 32 lengths Halka de Tarbert Tabaret, uh, who was third in Cheltenham beating 60 lengths um, and the likes of Princess Zoe pulled up, you know, um, again, but the winner was was very impressive. Yeah, she was. Yeah, I suppose like I know she she came fresh and like the the other horses didn't, but like they've they've underperformed by so much that you'd imagine she'd have been in front of them in Cheltenham as well. Um, mm. and that like two she she'd form at two miles as well. So like there was nothing to say that she needed to step up and trip. Um, she's absolutely hosed up there. Um, what could have been like ran a really good race, but um, she it always looked like coming into the straight that Astro Diamond was going to get there, and she got there very easily, and she was only just sort of punched out. There, there, there wasn't any anything really any remind any sort of pressure on her at all. Um, but what could have been it was actually ran ran really well. Like she was she was just behind her in the Solarina. She's only beaten two and three quarter lengths that day. Uh, she was between her and Jet Hara and Hacker de Talbert split them that day and the two of those have sort of underperformed since but yeah it was very good for Jared Fahey there and then I think yeah um, Princess Zoe is had I think she cuts in her leg um, and a few other bits the vet found afterwards but yeah she was very disappointed and like I know Paddy Kyo had made made a lot of noise on Twitter after the run in the Mayor's Novice um, the fact that she wasn't sort of prominent in the race and she had she was prominent there she was she was leading she was sort of racing in second and like she had no excuse really, um, unless well, she she had to check them there. All all those yeah, them horses. She's, she's completely underperformed, and I just don't think she's. There's a lot made of these sort of flat horses with with a bit of class coming up to national hunt racing, and between her now, she's a Group One winner in the flash and third in an Ascot Gold Cup and high definition as well. Like, um, a lot made of them, and they've they've flattered to deceive really at the at the highest level, like. Yeah, well, I, I think you could be been, been a small bit harsh in this instance. If you want to knock her Cheltenham run, uh, you know, that's all well and good. But I think with, with the way the Cheltenham horses ran this weekend, I, I wouldn't be knocking uh, any of them, really. Uh, none of them for the way they performed this weekend. Um, You know, but moving on, actually, and, and speaking of Paddy Kyo, we had the Paddy Kyo suspended ceilings, Navas Hurdle Grade 2, um, over 2 mile 4. Uh, Nick Rocket again. It turned into a bit of a bit of a procession. Um, uh, with Danny Mullins on board, uh, Parmenian was the one I liked for it. Um, only in third and was well back two on the day into two to one, um, and Deep Cave back and forth well bet. Um, you know Nick Rocket looks a nice horse. He does, yeah. Um, I think there was a a bumper in Fairy House in December. Um, that looks looks very strong now. Uh. Dr. Bravo won it. Uh, Nick Rocket was fourth, beating five lengths. Uh, Stellar Story, who beat uh, Il Atlantique in a, in, in Nace in a bumper, was fifth, beating five and a half lengths. And uh, Shannon Royale won, won a bumper in, um, was it Clamel last week? Um, was was um, was ninth, bet 12 lengths. So that, that's looking a fairly strong bumper there, to be honest. Um, and then looking at sort of, Nick Rocket's form, like he came on the back of of winning a bumper and winning the maiden hurdle. Um, with the horse that was second in in the maiden hurdle is is one I'd be I'd be looking at as well. Let's go, champ. 
it was his second run for Henry. He was off the track about four years. He ran in um a maiden hurdle in Punchestown in January, um, and was was well beaten in third that day. But he was well backed, and I think he was second to Nick Rocket, um, in a maiden hurdle. Then bet only two and a half lengths, so he's probably one to to look out for when he runs in in another maiden hurdle and even stepping into handicaps. Um, okay. But, yeah. Nick Rocket, he was it was it was a fair performance now, and unfortunately, I think the the Gunner Yates um had to be put down after after the, his fall at the second last, but he was he was running a good race as well, um so he's he's a big loss as well. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh where Nick Rocket goes from here. I'm sure there'll be something at Punchestown there from he'll be he'll be stepping up to Grade One company anyway. Yeah, um, at Punchestown, you'd imagine. Um, you know, so it'll be interesting to see how he how he takes to that level. Yeah. Uh, moving on from that then again uh, a, f- a funny result it all seemed to be for the race it all seemed to revolve around Hunter's Yarn and Nucky Johnson um, you know a lot of people fancied Nucky Johnson based off of some form earlier in the season there and the fact that he had improved possibly but again out of six runners it was uh, fifth in the betting uh, who came home in front Hercule Desai for Willie Mullins and Mark Walsh and Hunter's Yarn in second Um. You know, probably no hard luck stories there in that race. No, no, there definitely wasn't. Like that, Hercules I was full value for his win, and like he's he was so keen for for the first first nearly half mile for six furlongs, and he was just sort of lit up. Then ended up sort of ten twelve lengths clear, and he just kind of kept going. And in fairness to Mark Walsh, he gave him some ride. He slowed it down, sort of got a breather back into him and was able to kick again after the last and he's won fairly handily um hunter's yarn went to press him and couldn't get by at all like and a hunter's hunter's yarn is is a, is a good horse he um like he mightn't have ran well in the in the county hurdle but like he'd he'd some good form at listed level and everything so like it's it's a small bit um small bit disappointing he probably couldn't get past a horse that ran so keen for a large part of the race um i think america mike again sort of very disappointing i, I don't know what, what's yeah, wrong with him bit of a like busted flush he is yeah like I, I just don't think he's he's the speed for for two miles either though um and like he was he was well beaten in the ballymore um bet 20 lengths that day like and he was he was very keen that day too. So I don't know what what you actually do with him. Hopefully maybe. Well, you go you go over fences and might 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 spark him back into life. But um, I'd say that yeah. that might be that might be his last run of the season. Now I don't think he he'll, he'll no. come back again. He's had he's had five runs now. I don't I don't see him see him come no. back for more. I wouldn't imagine. I wonder would his is his future in big staying handicap chases, possibly. I'd say Long so. Term. Well, he looks like, a three-miler, doesn't he? Like, yeah, and he could, and then if he stays further than that, you could, if he can jump, um, that's yeah. probably that's where I give him his best chance of having success. Anyway, no, um, you know, yeah, I, I couldn't see him there in in graded chases. No, um, I don't. And I see one more in that race. The the horse to finish third, and he travelled travelled well into the straight, and maybe sort of just blew up on the ground. Amir Kabir, um, he was off since. Since last September, from the stall, he he won a novice hurdle there, and he'd been he'd been second in a listed race in Galway as well. So he's he might be a good horse there for the summer. He's raised one hundred and thirty six, so something like yeah. a Galway hurdle is probably in his plan, sort of down the line there. But there might be a few races for him to pick up, sort of over the summer on better ground as well. Yeah, and it was ground that wouldn't have really suited him. No, um, no, they, uh, he sort of came unstuck in it there for a finish. I'd say he was just that he travelled well, and the ground sort of put paid his chances there. Then yeah. Yeah, um, and then moving on from that, we had um a quite fortunate winner 
in my book, a Dino Blue, um, at even money, I reckon that Whiskey Welt um, would have stayed on to win it. Uh, that's my own that's my own view on it. I think you're thinking differently. Yeah, I thought Whiskey Welt's jumping sort of went to shit for the last last two or three. Um, I I don't I wouldn't say it was a tired fall, but like it was the it jumped three out, two out, and obviously f- and fell at the last then. So. Um, I, I think Dino Blue was sort of just while she was just sort of gathering her up to come with the run. Um, obviously we don't know, but like yeah, I, I, I'd like to think that she she'd have had the class to go by him, even though she was she was given away over a stone. But um, yeah, she they're mildly with her anyway. So like, be interesting to see what they do with her now. Like there's mayor's chases in 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 Punchestown as well, or like the handicapper mightn't be too harsh in her either when it might she might not have won. So yeah, interesting to see tomorrow what what they do with her. But hundred and forty, yeah, it's hard to know what they'll give her. But there's a few races yeah. in Punchestown for her anyway if they want to come back again. Yeah, I say six. That that'd be my guess. I I don't think she should get any more than that. Yeah, four. Um, I just said, but yeah, yeah, I don't think they'll be that lenient either. At the same time, we'll we'll wait and see. Um, moving on, then we had the Willow Warm Gold Cup chase, and before we talk, um, about the. The winner and and those in the places. Um, we had a, a very a very sort of uh, sad loss or or a big hit. Um, you know, in terms of Mighty Potter because he was one that you could be looking at in terms of a Gold Cup next year. Well, actually, he didn't like Cheltenham, the, the poor devil. Um, you know, but he could have he could have went very well. Um, you know, in in three mile Grade One Open Company chases there. Um, away from Cheltenham next year and. Then Gordon got a got a bad doing for for an interview that I saw very little wrong with. Yeah, he's 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 a huge loss. Like he's looking at it there, like of of the sort of staying staying novice chasers, sort of two and a half miles up. He was he was the top one, really, wasn't he? Um, from what we've seen all season, I know he he was beaten in Cheltenham, yeah. but I'd I'd forgive him that. Um, yeah, but like yeah, it's 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 a huge loss to to Gordon, who'd already lost a very nice horse in Three Stripe Life, and huge loss to the Browns as well. And like they put they put a lot of money into racing, and to see their sort of flagship horse to to lose him now is is a huge blow to them as well. So um. Sympathies with yeah. them for that, but yeah, going back to the interview with Gordon, I thought it was ridiculous enough. Like he, he's he's asked and asked the question, he answered it, and um, I think, like he's he's it was Gary O'Brien sort of went back at him a second time and said sort of looking for this, a different answer, and he wasn't going to change his tune. And like he did say, like he he said it was a big loss to the air, a big loss to the owners. He feels for the staff, everything that that yes. he does feel. So um I thought it was a very, very good interview from Gordon, but it obviously hasn't hasn't come out that way. And I think a lot of people you see a lot of the comments and they're from fucking idiots really like um saying like oh a horse is dead, a perfect place to sit on. That's they're not real racing people what what the comments no. there. And... No, but you see the, the the problem is that people have it out for Gordon Elliott. They do, um, yeah, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter what he says or what he does, there'll always be people now who'll be finding fault with it. Um, it's like there's a microscope on him, um, and you know people are just waiting for him to put a, a toe out of line, a big toe out of line, and then they're just coming in hammering him. Um, you know, it was a perfectly fine interview. Um, in my book, I yeah, thought no, he spoke spoke agreed, brilliantly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and said it as it is. Um, I wouldn't give Gary O'Brien too much heat for it. I thought, like, it, it is as you said, it's it's possibly the best 
novice chaser this year um, from two and a half miles up. So I, I don't blame Gary for, for trying to get a bit more out of Gordon on it. Um, but look, it, it is what it is. Um, and as Gordon says, they'll just have to have to regroup. Yeah, um, that's exactly it, yeah. Then looking at the at the race itself, Flame Bearer, Killian, in your tent to follow, a great yeah, was... winner, and you said in the spring. Yeah, in fairness, like he's if you look at his form over hurdles, it is if like he had just improved as the season went on, and that sort of spring round was a bit of a key to him then. Like and he's geez, he's been very good. Like and I I probably thought he, he was a two miler. I didn't. I thought two and a half might stretch him. But geez, in fairness to him now, like he made made the whole lot and he, he went to fairly strong gallop as well throughout. I thought and like Sir Gerard came and couldn't get past him. And Sir Gerard's a very classy horse in his own right too. And yeah, I thought it was thought it was brilliant now by by Flamebearer to be honest. Um, but yeah, you could just see his see himself see him improving sort of step by step. All this season, like going back to sort of his first run, he looked an on stairs at the two and a half mile trip, but he's he's definitely getting it now, and like it sort of opens options for them as well with him going into next season. Um, I don't know will he go to Punchestown? He might not, but um, it definitely open opens up open up chances for them now in in different sort of over yeah. different trips and open company. Um, but I... yeah, Sir Gerard ran ran a serious race. Um. I said that that he didn't get actually a hard race in Cheltenham. He travelled into the straight and just yeah. found nothing, and they sort of just let him off then. Um, and like he's he's ran really well there to come second. And again, it's only his third run over fences, so he's going to improve as well. Uh, yeah. For that. But um, yeah, appreciated. Then it's sort of a a small bit of a bust. I'd uh, say I top level. Then. I yeah, I think that race in general, I think, will turn out to be quite a weak race. Um, unless I saw Gerhard totally wrong, and maybe I do have him wrong because it was a good run. Um, but was it a good run or was it a weak race? Um, because I don't like him, I don't like appreciate it. Um, James de Berlay then as well back. Um, again, another busted flush flame bearer. You know, he's probably not the best of that lot, but it's probably just the fact that he hasn't run the Cheltenham and he's that bit fresher. Um, you know, I wouldn't be paying too much heed to, to that going forward. To be honest, had Mighty Potter stood up, he probably would have bet Flame Bearer by 10 lengths, I'd say. It's hard to know because you look at the Turners and appreciate his beaten four and a half lengths by stage star in that day in a grade one. He's beaten yeah. four and a half lengths. How good is stage star? I don't probably know. Very good. I don't know. I doubt he's very good. I didn't rate him before the race and he ran well. But again, I'd say it could be a weak division. It potentially could be a week. And John Bon John Bon will beat him next week. Um yeah, he probably will. Um John Bon's a very high class animal. I think there's like I think Sir Gerhard is he's he's very good and I think just they got they got caught this year just in his preparation. He was out late and he didn't get out till after Christmas and he only had one run before Cheltenham, and I think just because because of his 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 jumping sort of errors in Gore and that day, Willie was sort of forced to put him into the three mile race, and he just he just didn't stay on that ground. And like he has an excuse for that, and he's came back and ran well in 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 here. So I I don't know. I think he'll be he'll be dangerous next year in in some of them sort of two and a half mile open company races, like because that's not a a particularly strong division either. Not that's um, true. Too. So, that like true. Sir Gerard will will have a say in that, and Flame Bearer in the spring. Like you look at Gentleman to me, who a horse that that thrived in the spring last year, and then had some very poor runs, came back and won the, 
the the Irish grade two that that Dublin Chase whatever it's called in the DRF like so Flame Bearer could be a horse like that that just he mightn't just might might take three or four runs two or three runs to get him right and then he could potentially be a very good horse so I wouldn't be knocking the form yet anyway until we okay. see but like the main thing is it's it's uh, Mighty Potter is a huge loss and like they've there's been yeah. a few of those sort of horses this year Mighty Potter three stripe life Grand Jury they've all been lost to that sort of two and a half to three mile division and yeah. and, they're, they're and, three, and, three and three the three then not only lost yeah. to that division all lost to Gordon yeah um, no you know, Grand Jury was Henry's or uh, sorry, yeah, of yeah, course, yeah, 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 but, yeah. but yeah, they've they've three big losses, and 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 yeah. that division has has taken a bit of a hit. All right, yeah, it has, it has indeed. Killian, very briefly, now in the bumper. Um, no, I'm not a big bumper man, so I'll leave it to you. Brighter days ahead. Yeah, she's 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 a cracking cracking filly. Um, she's a half sister to um to Mighty Potter, French Dynamite, Indiana Jones, that all that family, um, and Caldwell Potter as well. That that was that decent bumper horse this year too. So like that 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 mare, I think she's produced she's produced five looking like five top class horses really. And I think I think there's there's two more out in France, uh, Doctor Dino Colt and I can't think of the other one, but I I don't know is that mare still alive now either. Um, I think she's 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 dead now, but um, yeah, she's that's a serious bloodline there. Uh, she's coming up as alive here, but I think I don't think she is. Um. Okay. Yeah, brighter days ahead. She was very impressive when she won in Gorn. Very impressive again yesterday. She won by four lengths, and she, she's she's only just ridden out. She's not yeah. not really asked a question. So to see now, like they might just leave her off for the year, but she could be a fair tool over hurdles next year. I'd say she'd be very very good. Okay. And then on to Monday. Uh, today we're we're recording this on Monday evening. It's half seven here. Not long after racing. Um. Blood Destiny bet, uh, another funny result. Enjoy the dream for Andrew McNamara. Uh, that horse actually has some some quite decent form, flat form um, in Germany. Um, and then ran in a maiden hurdle at Gorn and was third, bet 16 lengths. Uh, you know, nothing too great about that form whatsoever, but has obviously stepped forward uh, big time from it. Um, you know, and maybe Blood Destiny again goes to wind those Cheltenham horses. Um, that's had to have an effect there. Yeah, I I wouldn't give the Cheltenham excuse to Blood Destiny. To be honest, I maybe would to gust of wind, but Blood Destiny got all his own way today. Like he's allowed to sort of run it at a steady enough pace. His jumping was atrocious. Um, he was he was keen for the early part of the race, but like his jumping was was absolutely horrific. Like he was just fiddling over them all really, and. Like turning in, it looks it looked like I thought, uh, Sir Allen potentially would be would be the one to to pick him up. But yeah, Dara was always traveling well on the inside on 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 the Andy McFilly and like he he sort of got the gap then coming to the last and he was able to sort of pick her up then and she's won very easily really. Um, but yeah, she was I think she ran the German Oaks last year and she was fourth in a Grade Three or Group Three, so she she had a bit of form there. But that that race in Gorn it was on. It's on bottomless ground too, so it's hard to sort of read that much into it. But yeah, he said after the race, um, as well, he entered her in the in the Grade One in Punchestown as well. So he said if she comes out of this, she she might run there. But he was sort of thinking, well, I was a bit mad to enter her there. So um, yeah. nice to see that vindication anyway there for himself. But uh, yeah, she's she cost an she cost about one hundred and seventy grand. So okay, um, she's they're, they're nice. quite they, pleased they with paid, that. They paid back a bit of it anyway. 
Yeah, um, and then before we go on to the Rat Barry and Glenview Studs uh, Grade 2 hurdle, we're asked you're in for Lounge 1. Um, before that, we had the Fairy House Steel Handicap Hurdle over 2 mile 5, and there's just one there. I fancy them there at 9 to 1 unanswered. He's come home like an absolute train um, to finish third. He was third in Navin prior to that as well, coming home like a train. Uh, that was over 2 mile 4 at Navin, over 2 mile 5 today at Fairy House. Um, the ground today would have been too soft for him as well. Um, I reckon it going to Punchestown or wherever he goes next. Um, if there's a step up and trip, possibly even doesn't even need it. Um, you know, if he just has the better ground, I think there has to be a big pot in him. Um, he's definitely one. Um, to keep on side going forward. Um, and I'll be flagging him here anyway whenever, whenever he does run yes. next. Um, because I I thought it was very taken out of the last two runs from him. Yeah, no, um, moving enough. on from sorry, I'm sorry to cut across. I actually had one in the same race. Um, did you? Uh, Haya for for Willie. Um, she 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 last ran in the in the Galway hurdle. Yeah. Um, so she's been off for 256 days. Um, she probably travelled the best out of any horse in the race coming to the second last. And I think the two mile five trip on that ground has just found her out a bit. But I think going back to better ground and maybe back a couple of furlongs that she she'd have a right chance. Um, she was fifth in the Galway hurdle, only beaten seven lengths last year. Um, so I think she's she's one to keep on side in better ground as well. Yeah, yeah, and not to, it could actually be a nice race because Catahorla, that form was given a, a Frank yesterday in Cork as well uh, from his previous run. And the other one, Ottoman Style, another one who travelled very well um, and again just didn't go on the ground. Um, so it's probably a race maybe to, to keep an eye on um, going forward. Right, moving on um, to the Rat Barry and Glenview, grade two uh, studs hurdle. Asterian Furlange um, beating Monkfish, uh, Beacon Edge back in third. I thought that was a super run by Monkfish um, to be off the track. Uh, how many days was it? It was 713 days yeah. um, to come back and run a race like that. I was very impressed. Um, I'd imagine he'd go back chasing now and I'd say he could turn up there and punch us down the grade one. Yeah, he probably will, I suppose. Um, it's obviously a very difficult horse to keep right. So would they potentially stay over hurdles and go to the, the French champion hurdle in a tie? Um, Funny one. I don't know. Yeah, but like, if it, I know, you know, Ruby talked about it before. It's easier to keep a horse. Yeah. Right, keep them over hurdles sort of what they do with classical dreams. So, um, you wouldn't know maybe they might keep him there like but I thought it was a weak enough grade too all in all I know like just Mungfish to get that close off off a break so long it's just it's I know like Somerville Voy absolutely thumped um, Asterian Falange I know he was off the track a year as well but Somerville Voy is an 11 year old okay but Killian you're, you're just, just just to just to pull you back there a small bit you're talking about here and the fact that uh she ran so well um on ground didn't suit after so long off. That was a that was a big point for you, the fact that she was off so long. A steering for lunge was off the track a long time. Um, you know, 365 days a full year before uh he was bet four lengths by Somerville Boy. Um you know, like I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't be knocking that form at all. I think Asterian Furlange can go on to, to better things again. Um and in Punchestown, I'd fancy him to be competitive. Um, wherever he turns up next, um, and in terms of a weak grade two, like Beacon Edge was third, bet three lengths. Um, you know other grade twos at similar trips this year. Let's talk about uh the Boyne Hurdle at Navin. 
Beacon Edge was bet six lengths there by Blazing Cal. Meet and Greet split him. Like, are Blazing Cal and Meet and Greet that much better than, um, you know, Asterian Furlange and Monkfish? Another yeah. grade two there at Gorn, Chupu won uh, by about 15 lengths. Obviously a top class animal, but what was in behind him? Very little. I think that's a I think that's a lovely grade too. Um, yeah, you talk, you talk about about Cheltenham and like Beacon Edge ran in the Carl Cup and was absolutely bet out of sight, and he's yeah. got to within four lengths of them here. Like I just think I'm sure was, he was within he was within six lengths of that was uh, before Cheltenham. Before Cheltenham, he's gone to Cheltenham to the Carl Cup since. Yeah, and and probably ran he probably ran ran no race whatsoever. Gosh, I say. Hammered, yeah, hammered. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Probably didn't yeah. get that hard for a race. Yeah, it's hard to know now, but um Yeah, like a, a, a horse who has come second at Cheltenham has had a harder race than a horse has come nineteenth, I think he was. Yeah, he was he was well down the field. But look, I I just think that like I can see Asterian for Lange stepping into grade one company. I think this might be his level. Maybe it is fair enough, but um I, I'd find it very hard to see him step up to three miles and beat the likes of uh Chupu in, in Punchestown or, or one of them stairs, classical dream. I, I don't think he'd be he'd be, he'd be classical dream. I don't he would I don't I don't know about true uh, Bonefish, it's hard to know with him as well. Like it's, it could be hard to go to go to Punchestown as well with him because like it's only two weeks away. Like you're going to completely bounce there, like and you're back yeah. to square one then. Like, they'll have to be careful with him, but he's obviously hard to keep right. But I think I someone said and I saw someone say it on 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 um on Twitter that the French champion hurdle I think that's that's sometime in May so it gives him a few more weeks like okay like say, it's only seventeen days now to the Punchestown stairs hurdle that's his only entry in Punchestown so um I'd be very surprised if he runs there and you'd be taking him on anyway he'd probably be way shorter than he should be um if he does run there okay okay moving on the McInerney's McInerney Properties Fairy House Chase another grade two um easy game one of the best horses in the country um for picking up races like this got very lucky today um you know it was ground that he doesn't go on he doesn't like it but it's the third time now he's won that race um again very fortunate but like he's going to have a serious summer ahead of him yeah he is I'm just looking here at the last the last two renewals as well it's it's a similar type of race every year like it's Castle Grace Paddy by three quarters of a length two years ago Animix was actually in it and then last year he beat um Celius Emery Castle Grace Paddy Janidal fell yeah. when he was in front last year yeah. so Janidal's down down But twice. they're all they're all grade 2 horses like Celius Emery was a was a good grade 2 horse yeah he I couldn't he couldn't Celius couldn't Emery. hack it at grade 1 level but yeah. he picked up plenty of prize money at grade 2 um yeah Celius Emery and Castle Grace Paddy both 10 and 11 last year against an 8 year old like he was entitled to beat them all right but yeah he was, he was a yeah. serious bother today he was he, he was, was well beaten he um, was well beaten yeah yeah so it'd be yeah. interesting to see why, where he goes like it's I presume it'll be a similar type of race as again he'll go to go to Killarney at the end of May for a grade 3 there he beat Mellon in that last year and then there's a a, a conditions race in the stole um, that he won on soft to heavy last year he only just got home and that he beat beat Born by the Sea Who's a very limited handicap, really, by 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 length there that day. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what he does. But, um, yeah, he's he's some horse well, to pick up prize money in the summer, isn't it? He'll yeah, he'll do exactly. Yeah. I'd say he'll do exactly what he did last year. He'll yeah. skip Punchestown now. He'll go to Killarney, yeah, um, and then he'll go on from there. And he'll probably win everything that he won last year too, because he's just a class above in those races. He probably will, yeah. Um, moving on from that, then the Irish National Killian. 
two of us are only in our in our mid twenties, um, and we haven't had a chance to go back and look at the look at the stats behind it. But for six runners to only finish in an Irish national, I'd say that very very rarely happens. I don't know if it's happened in the last twenty thirty years. I'd be surprised if it has, because usually nice ground. Yeah, it is. You can you can blame Richie Deegan and Fire Attack for that though. <laughs> it yeah, went yeah, off yeah. so fast. Um, it was it was it was some gallop like um like it makes it makes it a really interesting race, doesn't it? Like when they yeah. go that hard and um yeah, I suppose you to take your hat off to to Paul Town in there. It was a brilliant ride, and I am Maximus. Like he's he's a horse that is very tricky customer to ride, and like he 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 did exactly what Ruby said on TV beforehand that he'd do. He'd he said you couldn't be in front too soon on him, that you need to just sort of wait till after the last to produce him. That's exactly what he did. And he, he got up to beat Gevry um to, to deny Gordon for that that one. Um but Jesus, yeah, it was it was a fair performance. I was a bit sickened. It was I sort of we did the podcast last week and I said that he's he's one I think could win, but I didn't really want him to win. That he was he was twelves for the, yeah. the four biler next year. He was backed into sixes, but they're all in the bin now anyway. He's he's uh, he's broken his maiden tag. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, um, yeah. It's uh, it'd be interesting to see where he goes now. But like, there's a lot of horses there that people had their eyes on. Like, I know that I really liked um the chances of uh both Bustleton and Stumptown. Um, particularly Stumptown, I thought he was savagely well in at the weights. But uh, and I'm sure there's others like Am I Right was uh, backed off the boards, you know. But just the way that the race panned out, like I wouldn't be right enough. Like any any of them you like going into the race who were pulled up, I wouldn't be writing them off. Um, you know, like because between the no. ground and the and the clip they were gone. Um, you know, you you couldn't be put off any of them. And uh, I am Maximus was actually uh was actually in the middle of a lovely streak for me uh, on the blog. I don't answered uh, their third at nine to one, followed by Asturian for Lange, nine to four, easy game, two to one. I am Maximus, eight to one. And then on to our next race, uh, again, just very briefly, Max Charm, um, you know, seven to one. Uh, very, very good ride by Brian Hayes again, um, you know, just bided his time. Uh, all the signs from the horse were previously that he he sort of stays on very well, um, and a step up to three miles saw a great improvement in him. Uh, he was carrying top rate now top weight um after rating of one hundred thirty five, um you know but I I wouldn't be put off um by him again the next day, and finally Killian we leave you wrap up the fairy house preview, uh with the bumper um so Firefox uh beat Il Atlantique for Willie Mullins. Yeah, strong bumper, winner's bumper there for for um, into close off the card like uh, Fair Firefox and the Atlantic. They pulled twenty five lengths clear of um Willie Burke's horse in third. Um, he was uh he he was the one that uh, he rode himself down in Limerick at like sixty six years of age. It's some going there. Um, but yeah, twenty twenty five to twenty five lengths clear, and I think just Air Atlantic. I think he traded at, at at nearly one to two there at one stage, and he just he's he's a weak enough finisher. He doesn't find an awful lot off the bridle, and Cod went up the inside and picked him off anyway. And Firefox was was under pressure for it um, before Air Atlantic, but he stayed on well. And I think there there'll be two good horses next year, though. I think Air Atlantic looks looks very very big, and he's probably going to need a fence, but um. 
And Firefox um could be could be a nice horse for for Beck to stud and it's nice it'd be nice to see them get a get a good one anyway. Um they've had yeah. a bit of uh, sort of unlucky there the last few years as well. So um yeah, it'd be no harm to see them get a good one. But yeah, it was it was some weekend in Fairy House, hard picked winners, but it was very, very good racing as usual. Like these big yeah. festivals in Ireland, they've like they've they've made a big job like trying to sort of merge them in together and like the the winter festival with the sort of Hatton's Grace as the major day there is is very good. I know Navin are doing a sort of a festival as well, aren't they? Um, there will be a Navin festival yeah. next year too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The middle so, of November. Yeah, so um, that's that's the right job, and like they're they're better than having sort of standalone race days. So that that's very good. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, Killian, um, we won't uh spend too much time on entry here now, um, because this was our focus over the last few days. It's been yeah. fairy house, and I know myself personally, I haven't given entry great thought. So this uh podcast and video will be going out on Tuesday morning. Um, we'll put out another one on Wednesday morning. Um, purely entry. Um, and looking forward, uh, to a great three days racing. But uh, just at this stage, I think it's it's suitable for both of us maybe to put one one horse forward, um, that we quite like, um, for any race, um, at entry. I'll start there if you're happy enough, uh, for yeah. me to go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the one I like for at this stage for the Grand National is Lamilas. Um, he won the Coral Gold Cup, um, back in about November time. And the form of that um has been rock solid. Um second that day was remastered. Um he went and won next time out. He was rated 142 in the Coral Gold Cup. He's now rated 150. Third, Jerry Colt Rock hasn't run since. Uh fourth, Carrick Rambler. Um obviously went and won the Ultima at Cheltenham. That was again his next race since that day. Um, he was rated 147 today. He ran against Lamelus, now rated 156. Fifth was Bustleton, ran poorly today, but I'm happy to put a line through that. He's going to have another big day in him. And sixth, Ansam is another horse who went and won next time out, um, you know, and went up five or six pounds um, in the ratings. So you have second, fourth, and sixth all winning next time out. Lamela stayed on very strongly that day, 16 to 1. Um, is a very fair each way price, and I see there's a bit of blue on odds checker, um, across his line as well. So a bit of money has come from, um, you know, I'd be I'd be quite sweet on him. Yeah, no, that that's a fair shout. Now, in fairness, um, I I've had had my eye on this one for a while. Is 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 he came third in the Martin Pipe in Cheltenham? Um, he's two entries in entry, uh, one in the handicap over two and a half miles, and one at three miles. Then as well. The two and a half miles Saturday or Friday and the three mile one on Saturday. Uh Buddy won uh for Paul Gilligan. Um okay. he ran ran a cracker in the Martin Pipe. Um off 131. He's getting four pounds for that. He's beaten a length and a half in into third. Um Iroko and no ordinary Joe in front of him. But he he hung very badly to to his left up the running. I think um if if he could just have kept him a bit straighter, I think he'd have been he'd he'd have been second. He was only beaten O's for second, and now maybe he wouldn't have beaten the winner, but he he'd have got very very close. Um, I think he's worth another chance. Uh, four pounds makes no odds anyway there. Um, and the the jockey on the day could there was a, the conditional jockeys race and they they run off. It's all off. Um, oh, it's just conditional jockeys. It's all off levels. There's okay, no, yeah. There used to be like. Claiming five and claiming yeah two, two and three yeah that's seemingly gone. I was looking at it earlier and it's it's seemingly gone now. So okay. we'll say the jockey in the day would should have been claiming seven. 
and against jockeys like that should have been, we'll say, uh, the likes of Sam Ewing, who doesn't have a claim anymore, or um, Kieran Callaghan claiming three, Michael O'Sullivan claiming three over in England. So, like, there's there was a bit of a swing there as well. So, I think that there'll be a claimer on board in um in the races in in entry anyway. So that takes seven off him. So he's down to hundred and twenty seven. His sort of weight for the race on the Friday, which would be the, my preference if if I was to. Pick one for him is 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 eleven stone three so minus minus seven is ten stone ten so that's a nice racing weight there as well I give yeah. him a good chance um okay and I think yeah he's an entry in the in the grade one at three miles uh, in Punchestown as well so they obviously think a bit of him like if they're rating a horse entering a horse that's rated sort of one hundred and thirty one in that so yeah um, yeah that's I think yeah very like very fair point very okay nice shout um i like the sound of it and you mentioned oroko oroko is a horse i really really like yeah but look um that's all from us uh hope you enjoyed listening we're going to be back again tomorrow morning um with our entry preview so make sure to like comment subscribe subscribe is an important one there um and you get a little no- notification uh tomorrow morning when our entry preview goes live um so yeah that's all from us guys hope you enjoyed the weekend's racing and hope you're looking forward to entry talk to you tomorrow thanks Boban finds more now and kicks away and up the hill Boban wins the JCB drive hurdle round the home turn Davy Russell decides to send presenting Percy on now it's a beautiful straight 11 victories for Honeysuckle she is the winner of the Unibet champion hurdle heaven help us runs riot to win the Coral Cup Manella Indo is all out flat out but he wins the Gold Cup